This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, September 1st. Hard to believe we're already in the month of September for this year of 2021. But you know what that means is another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Paul Zartman. Paul rocking the shades tonight. Yes, sir. Got to uh, keep up the appearance. Appearances (laughs) are everything. (laughs) A little little heelish tonight. A little, little heelish in the air. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. You maybe never know. Just a little bit. Maybe you just... never know. We'll see what happens in the show tonight. Uh, fun uh, all-out go-home edition of uh, AEW Dynamite tonight from the Now Arena in technically Hoffman Estates, Illinois, but I'll call it Chicago for the time being. Um, jam-packed AEW Weekend Chicago. Dynamite, Rampage, and then all-out coming up on Sunday. Along with uh, lots of meet and greets and all sorts of stuff for the fans throughout the week. Yeah, plenty to do. Plenty to do around the Chicagoland area. I think there are still some tickets available for Rampage on Friday, but All Out on Sunday is completely sold out last time I checked. So, But it doesn't mean you can't get some on the secondary market. You're just going to have to pay a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to do that, feel free. So, and before we get into the show, Paul, I see we're both wearing some uh, KOP merchandise. KOP merchandise, yes, because uh, as uh, a lot of people will find out here momentarily as we talk about it, there's a sale coming up this weekend. There is a sale coming up this weekend. It is the Pro Wrestling Tees Labor Day sale going on from Friday through Monday. And um, it's 20% off when you use the promo code Labor Day. That's no spaces, all caps, L-A-B-O-R-D-A-Y. That's September 3rd from 1 p.m. Eastern time through September 6th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So if you uh, want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we got a couple cool t-shirt designs on there and uh, we'd love for you to get one. We've got black, gray, and, of course, white uh, mm-hmm. that just say KOP. And then we've got a white and, I think, gray version. Yep. Uh, it says Kicking Out Podcast, established 2021. You got it. So hopefully some more designs will be on the way here in the next month or two when our creative brains get together and think of some more. But right now, that's all we got. But if you want to support the podcast and look great doing so, we appreciate it. And also, while we're talking about supporting the podcast, if you could uh, give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, particularly if it's Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate that. Ratings and reviews really help us out. So, and we appreciate all support. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you can check out all of our past uh, live episodes, our interviews, media calls. I'm going to be on the all out media call tomorrow with Tony Khan. Doubt I'll ask a question, or even if I want to, I doubt I get called on, but we'll see. I'm interested to see what Tony's got to say before all out. And I like that Tony is doing this media call instead of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's uh, a little different. Uh, I'm excited to hear an excited Tony Khan because he is extremely excited to be in Chicago, not just for CM Punk, but in general. I mean, they have they started with all uh, all in, and uh, now it's all out, of course. But uh, Chicago's kind of AEW's home. Yes, it is. Uh, all in was actually three years ago today. 
I know. Weird to think three years this company's been around and it feels like it's already been five or ten. And really, that's what kind of breathed life back into my pro wrestling love was all in. I did not watch it. I will say like live, I did not order it, but I was I knew all the hype around it. And then right after that, I really started following guys more intently like the Bucks, Adam Hangman Page. Even Cody post WWE because that's when I was just really getting tired of the stale WWE product. So all in, really, yeah, um, got my love back for pro wrestling, and then all elite wrestling, of course, uh, became a thing early in 2019, and off to the races we go. We are uh, four episodes away from two full years of Dynamite. Tonight was the hundredth episode of yeah. Dynamite. So, so. And let's get right into uh recapping that. Let's start off with a banner of a tag team match, one that's been brewing for a while for a rematch. FTR with Tully Blanchard versus Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz, of course. Fun matchup, Paul. I loved I love when they start the show with a good tag team match. And this was a hard hitting action packed tag team match. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of uh action from start to finish. Um I didn't see the match going the way it did, uh, but I got to say it was definitely nice to see. Towards the end of the match, we saw um, Dex Hardwood hit Ortiz with a big brain buster. That's the move he finished him off with the first time when they met. Um, He went for the pin, but Ortiz kicked out at two. Uh, Cash Wheeler and Santana were now the legal men in the ring. Ortiz and Santana double teamed Wheeler and hit him with a suplex. But uh, Dax Harwood hit Santana with a huge suplex from the top rope. FTR then hit Ortiz with a big rig. I thought it was over then. They went for the pin, but Santana saved Ortiz at the last second. Santana hit Wheeler with a cutter and then a super lung blower by Ortiz. A thrust kick from Santana. Ortiz hit a double flapjack, pinned Hardwood for the 1-2-3 in the victory. Huge win for Proud and Powerful. Absolutely. And uh, I got to say, Santana even seemed surprised that he got the three count on that because the, the ref rang the bell and he just kind of sat there like, wait, what? I thought um, I thought Santana looked fantastic tonight. That was oh, one of absolutely. the best nights I've seen him in the ring in a long time. I would not mind seeing him go solo. I mean, I love Santana and Ortiz together, but I'm more of a Santana guy than I am an Ortiz guy. So seeing Santana on a solo run, I think would be uh, putting butts in seats. Do you think this is the last match we see of FTR? Oof. I was afraid you were going to ask me this. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it is, of, but it, it wouldn't shock me if it was, but I don't, I don't think it is. Right. Both of the big um, factions in AEW right now are, kind of falling apart yeah i was just thinking about tonight when they were going to get shut i'm like when's the last time we've even mentioned inner circle of pinnacles around double or nothing and honestly, i really think they messed up with that result the pinnacle should have be inner circle and the inner circle should have disbanded back then yeah and um i noticed that uh there was pride and powerful on the back of both of their jackets. There was still the inner circle logo, but it was down towards the bottom and it was a lot smaller than it has been in the past. Yeah. We haven't seen Wardlow or Hager on TV for many weeks now. It just nope. kind of, I don't know. We'll see if they pick it up after all out on, you know, the build to the grand slam and then to, to full gear. But speaking of grand slam, I got to think of tonight, you know, proud powerful has got a good record now. I think, uh, I don't know what exactly it is, but they're getting some good wins under their belt. Right. They're New York boys. How about giving them a shot at the titles at Grand Slam? Oh, I think they will. I, I think, think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Get a hot yeah. crowd behind them. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll talk about who might be champion going into that. So we'll do yeah, that we'll give our predictions in uh, and confident points later on tonight after we recap Dynamite. We then get the man himself, CM Punk. Phil Brooks, if you want to call him, mm-hmm. uh, came out to cut a promo from the crowd. Gets a big pop, of course, his hometown boy in Chicago again. Um, but during his promo, he gets a t- attacked by 2.0 and Daniel Car- Garcia, who uh, before this cut a backstage promo on Darby Allen. Sting and Darby made the save finally after about two huh. minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was pretty, pretty, neat, pretty neat, neat to see Darby hit the uh, uh, coffin drop. Sting hit the Scorpion Death Drop, and then Punk finally hit the first GTS we've seen in seven years on TV. 
After that, Punk and Allen got in each other's face. Sting got the microphone, told CM Punk that he always wanted to share a ring with them and that he respects them. Their paths have never crossed. But Sting says he will not be at ringside for their match on Sunday. It's going to be mono e mono. And I like that a lot. I do too. Um, I mean, Sting, normally when he's out there, he just kind of plays referee, so to speak, and keeps things fair from the outside of things at least but if punk's not bringing anybody to the ring there's no reason for sting to be down there except maybe to fight off 2.0 when they show up at some point i'm sure and later on in the show we got another um a preview for rampage on friday and it said cm punk's gonna be live are they doing this too often already paul where (laughs) cm punk's just coming out and doing promos i mean is this gonna get old quick I think Friday night will be the last time we see it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're really taking advantage of CM Punk being back. Sure. Everything's in Chicago. Let's focus on Punk because he wasn't on uh, Rampage in from Milwaukee. That's true. It was, so, uh, of course, that was, was a taped close. episode. Yeah, and it was after everything. Of course, he came out, yep. out sent everybody home happy. Yep. Um, it's a good point. But yeah, I just I think they're really taking advantage of Punk being a Chicago boy, um, and his return. And I think after Friday night and then Sunday, we'll see more of a regular CM Punk, not an on the mic every week Punk. Well, I hope they don't show him every week. I don't want him to get stale. I, right? I mean, you know, I know he's going to be there every Wednesday and Friday, but uh, uh, build to build to the story where you can, but. Don't use them every week. Use them more as a special attraction. Yep, I completely agree. Yep. You know, uh, keep him there. Maybe he does show up every single week, but not put him on TV. Because they burn us out on Sting way too quickly. Exactly. Yes, yes, they did. That's 100% correct. So they got to be careful with that, with these big stars coming in. We then got a promo of uh, different AEW commentators talking about the upcoming matchup uh, versus Christian Cage, or between Christian Cage and Kenny Omega at All Out. Uh, we then got an interview with MGF and Tony Schiavone. MGF talked about all of uh, the Jericho nicknames and says Jericho will go down as one of the greatest of all time. Says Jericho is like Muhammad Ali, but he comes back after his prime uh, when he should have quit a while ago. MGF says it is poetic that uh, his yearning to get him to the dance is the same reason his music will die. Yeah. Basically, I- to sum it up. Yeah, it was a weird one from MJF. Um, yeah, yeah, especially with the the whole music thing. I mean, Fozzy is doing fantastic. Let's yeah, they're rolling right now. I mean, everybody loves Fozzy now. Of course, most of the people who found Fozzy were wrestling fans, Correct. but Fozzy's also getting a lot of radio play because of the wrestling fans that support Fozzy. Correct. So even yep. more people are being introduced. Yep. So interesting. Not the best MGF promo I've ever no. heard, but still got the point across. Then we got a match. I got to say, I just didn't care for, really didn't care about, doesn't have my interest. This whole story doesn't have my interest. That was Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans, who had Matt Hardy of the Hardy family office, of course, by his side. Um, this was an odd one, as I never recall a match ending during picture in picture before until this match. Yeah, I know. That was weird. I don't know why they did that. Uh, I don't know if something happened and they had to call an audible. Um, but it was definitely something off the wall. Basically, during the commercial break, Orange Cassidy rolled up Jack Evans for the pin. Then Matt Hardy came down to and attacked Orange Cassidy after Jack Evans was complaining to the ref that he got his uh, shoulder up. Cassidy got back up, and before he could do anything, he got attacked. Wheeler, Yuta, and, and Chuck Taylor attempt to make the save, but once again, but once they hit the ring, they were attacked by private party in Helico, the blade. Um, Hardy and his guys circle orange casting are about to attack, but then Jurassic Express made the save. Yeah. Yeah, once, they did, once they did that twice with Matt Hardy, I said they're going to put this as the uh, one of the all-out matches to replace yeah. uh, Pac and, and Andrade, which was canceled due to travel complications i guess from pack side it sounded like i i wondered if that's what it was uh, yeah. as as covid starting to ramp up again with the delta variant i wondered how much longer it'd be before we uh, didn't see pack on tv anymore yeah unfortunately i, I wish the guy 
could find a house over here, a home over yeah. here, but I understand right. why he doesn't. But I just feel like, I feel like he's kind of lost his luster in AEW a little bit because all of his big storylines, something happens. Absolutely. You know, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, yeah. He's extremely talented, both on the mic and in the ring. And we don't get to see him in the ring very often because no. of COVID restrictions. Um, and we are going to get that match eventually at a rampage. Tony yes. Khan announced, which will be fun. But and since we won't be predicting that, I'm, I'm curious who you had winning that match. I had Andrade winning that match. I did too. Yep. So I just, it's his first pay-per-view match. There's mm-hmm. no way he was going to take the L on that. I don't think an L would have hurt him too bad. No, but, but... um, because an L to Pac also takes him kind of out of that big time contender for the title. But like we mentioned, he hasn't really been on TV that much. So in the past year, so yeah, and I still think uh, there's more to the storyline where Andrade is going to use the whole look. I won, you lost, or Pack lost. You know, depending on what happens with the tag title match, I think yep. it was going to be a if you were my employees or you came to my mm-hmm. side to work with me, you wouldn't have lost. Right, right. So we then got a short promo from Miro and Eddie Kingston talking about their upcoming TNT title match at All Out. Um, after that, came back from commercial break. We got a John Moxley. We we saw Moxley doing a promo for his upcoming match against uh, Satoshi uh, Kojima at All Out. Uh, I'm sure from everything I've read about Kojima, it's going to be a good match. But I got to be honest, pretty underwhelming matchup. It is. Um, I we're think we're talking about was... a guy that last year at All Out defended the title against MJF. I also think this was a what do we do with Moxley type of yeah, situation. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be, a, um, you know, somebody like Will Ospreay or Tanahashi. Tanahashi is actually who I thought it was going to be because they even had him do a little promo on uh, Dynamite a few weeks back. And maybe yep. that was the original plan. They had him pivot, made it called an audible. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Um... Santashi is in America and he was the only one that could be over here. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I do know Will Ospreay is in America. Now Will Ospreay today came out and said, even though he's fully vaccinated, he has tested positive for COVID-19. So even if that was the plan, which we know if last week it wasn't, they right. would have had to make an audible. So, yeah. So prayers so up I to think, Will Ospreay, by the way. Yep. And I think this was just the safest route to go. Yep. So they went with it. Like I said, I think it would be a good match from everything I've read, but it's uh, two different styles, that's for sure. Absolutely. We we did see Jim Ross standing in the ring uh, for his first in-ring interview since he's been in AEW. He introduces one of his oldest friends, Chris Jericho. Jericho says he will say something he hasn't said in a long time. That is Chicago is Jericho. Ross says I popped for that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Ross says he doesn't understand why Jericho's risking his career. Jericho says, before I answer that, I just want to say, MGF, you are a piece of shit. But <laughs> Jericho says he has to pull, put it all on the line. He's not um, complacent, and that's why he is here. Jericho says that he does not want it to end, and he wants to keep going. If something goes horribly long, wrong, but he is okay with the possibility of his career ending where it began, Jericho continues and says he has to do this and tells MGF, uh, what he will do to him at all out. Yeah. I have my predictions for this match, and we'll talk about that coming up later. And yeah, I'll explain why I picked the way I picked, too. We're getting closer. We then see Darby Allen had a short video segment and basically telling CM Punk that he's willing to do anything to win. Don't expect Darby to say anything else. Uh, then we got another story, a feud that, a match between a few that just will not end Brian cage versus powerhouse Hobbs who had hooked by his side. Um, towards the end of the match, we saw Brian cage, uh, hit Hobbs with a knee strike and then a death Valley driver cage, then hit Hobbs with a big suplex. He's going to end it. Hook distracts the referee and Hobbs sends a cage to the ropes and Ricky Starks is there and hits him with the FTW belt. Hobbs then slams cage and pins him for the win. So basically the same finish we saw in Houston against the, uh, for the FTW title. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. This it needs to end. I'm I'm ready for it to be over. Um, it was interesting when it started, and now it's just drawn out. And yeah. Yep. I don't know. It was uh, just one of those fuse. I'm like, where where are they going? Where are they going with this? So I don't know. We'll see. It's 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 a. I mean, the FTW title. It's not even being defended, defended. at their biggest pay per view of the year. So it it's never defended. I mean, it's been defended five times, maybe. Yeah, just irrelevant title at this point. But we'll yes, see it where is. it goes. I thought I thought Brian Cage would be moved on to something better by now. Yeah, so did I. But uh, yeah, we we will see. Uh, after that match, we got a uh, promo from Malachi Black, and he's calling out Lee Johnson. Says he will take him out. And will not be easy on him as he was to Cody Rhodes, Arn Anderson, and Brock Anderson. And we found out that match is going to be Friday night at Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, kind of hoping it'd be, you know, the buy in, but uh, I'm okay with Rampage. No, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't think we're going to see Malachi on the pay per view Sunday. I don't think we'll see no. Cody Rhodes return. You know, Sammy Guevara is not scheduled for a match. There's a lot of big names that aren't scheduled for a match on Sunday. But like I kind of told you earlier in the text message, Paul, that's what happens when you have an abundance of talent all over the place. There isn't a spot for everybody. Exactly. And like I told you, I'm still adjusting from that. You got the same 20 guys or 20 wrestlers, I should say, on every single pay-per-view. Yep. Yep. We then see QT Marshall and the Nightmare Family come out, Paul, call out Paul White. Uh, Marshall and all of his guys begin attacking White. White takes them all out. The Gun Club, Colton Gun, Austin Gun, and Billy Gun come out and appear to make the save for Paul White. But and then Billy hits Paul with a chair in his surgically repaired hip. Uh, Paul gets up and then Billy gives him a shot to the head. The Gun Club leaves the ring. QT and the Nightmare Factory look shocked, and then they begin attacking White as QT hits him with a uh, diamond cutter as they stand over him when we head to commercial. That shocked me. I got to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I didn't don't understand see that, that coming. I don't either. Um, unfortunately, this also tells me we're going to see a lot more of the factory here in the near future, and I'm not digging it. Well, so is the gun club out of the Nightmare family now since they turned heel? Apparently, um, and you, know, you know, the gun club as a tag team has not lost a match this year. Colton guns like 20. No in singles I action know. this year. I know. I know. So the, maybe they're going to get some more run here. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's just interesting. I didn't, didn't see that coming. I'm like, huh? I didn't see it coming either. I don't know. I don't know. So, all right. We then saw uh, Tony Schiavone, um, we were hinted at some free agent news coming from Britt Baker and Shivani asked about the free agent news. Britt Baker says that she does have news on the hottest free agent professional wrestling, getting the crowd hyped up a little bit. And she pulls a troll job and says it's herself. She also states that Reba, not rebel and Jamie Hader will be in the women's casino battle Royale, which we later on find out that they're going to be in a handicap match against Chris Statlander on Friday night's rampage. Yeah. And I, uh, Hats off to Britt. Uh, she's definitely leaning more towards Jamie Hader than she is uh, Reba now. <laughs> uh, with that whole, you know, when Jamie Hader wins, because she started, if either one of, well, when Jamie wins, mm-hmm. the belt's not going anywhere because she's not going to challenge me. She's my girl. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I like this. I did notice the one thing uh, Jamie Hader did not do the DMD. No, she did not. She just stood there stood there like and- a statue. Looked like it looked like the heater she should. Mm-hmm. So, we then got the women's match tonight that was on a little before 9.30, kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, a little Ty bit. Conte which... versus Penelope Ford, which we uh, saw that few heat up on Rampage Friday night. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Um, this match went pretty much how I thought it would. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, uh um, Penelope Ford distracted Aubrey Edwards late, late in the match. The bunny then grabbed the leg of Ty Conte. Ty Conte grabs the bunny and Ford gets bumped into the bunny, allowing Conte to get the 
pin on, on Penelope Ford for the win. After the match, Penelope Ford and the Bunny are attacking Ty Conte. The attack continues, and the Dark Order's Anna Jay makes the save as she finally makes her return to Dynamite and to All Elite Wrestling. Excalibur then states that Anna Jay will be in the Women's Casino Battle Royale. Yes. Excited to have Anna Jay back. She's been trolling it on Twitter for weeks. Uh, you know, whether it be hello Chicago, hello Milwaukee, just these little things that she was doing. Uh, today she tweeted out 99 100, and yep. I kind of knew that was okay. She's going to be back tonight in Ty's match at some point because they joked if she's 99, does that make Ty 100? And neither of them gave an answer on it. So, and this is the first time she's been in front of a packed AEW crowd. Yes, she soaked it up there. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. speed walk, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be in the ring by now. <sighs> yep. We then got some more women's action backstage. Thunder Rose is about to be interviewed by Alex Marvez, but Nyla Rose and Jake Cargo confront her. Thunder Rosa says pretty much if she's going to go down, she's going to go down swinging. She then punches Rose. However, Cargill takes. Rosa down real quick, and then Nyla Rose and Jake Cargo get face to face. But um, uh, Mark Sterling then says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's save this for Sunday, where the big money can be earned." And Vicky Guerrero says, "That's the first time you've actually made sense." Smart, Mark. Then we got a promo from the AW commentators talking about Chris Jericho's battle with MJF, and they talk about his the match this weekend at All Out. Uh, uh, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, then we'll go over the. Uh, all-out card for Sunday. Then we get the main event of the night, Jurassic Express of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt and the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta L0M with Alex Abrahantes against the Elite, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and the Unbucks, Matt and Nick Jackson with Don Callis and Brandon Cutler. What would you think of this main event, Paul? Uh, it was a pretty solid main event. Uh, Ray Phoenix was definitely back to his same old stuff. <laughs> he is. I don't so know fun. if it's the Bucks that pull that out of him, but He's you know, so we watched fun. him wrestle last week, and he did a solid match. And then this week, it's like, oh look, I got to one up the young Bucks. So so smooth. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think he's the best high flyer in professional wrestling. As much as uh, I like the Lucha Bros together, I would like to see. AEW come up with not necessarily a cruiserweight title, but some type of featherweight title or something. And I would love to see Ray have that. I think they could both go after the TNT title. Oh, they could. Just not I mean, when Miro's champ. Well, somebody's got to take it off from eventually. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it was interesting late last year, or maybe even early this year, they were kind of pushing each guy in a singles direction. Remember, Pinta had that match against Cody, which was a fantastic match, and then never really went anywhere. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix got hurt, so maybe that's why. But Maybe. But uh, towards the end of the match, we saw Luchasaurus hit Carl Anderson with a big choke slam, and then uh, he hit Anderson with a moonsault press. Uh, L- the Lucha Bros go to end it, but Cutler sprays Phoenix in his eyes when he's on the top rope. This allows the Good Brothers to hit Phoenix with the Magic Killer. Anderson goes for the pin, but Luchasaurus makes the save at the last second. Then the Young Bucks hit Phoenix with the Meltzer Driver. Matt Jackson then pins Phoenix to get the win. After the match, Kenny Omega comes down to ringside. Then the Elite with Kenny Omega begin attacking Christian Cage and the Lucha Bros because Christian came in and tried to make the save. Kenny Omega then says, Mr. Callis that he knows he has the keys to the steel cage and to lower it down. The cage gets lowered. The elite continues their beat down all three men. They handcuff the men to the ropes, and Matt Jackson delivers multiple flying knees to Pentagon Phoenix. Frankie Kazarian and Dante Martin come down to try to help make the save, as does Orange Cassidy and many other members of the locker room. But they either get knocked off the stealing cage or sprayed by Brandon Cutler. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks hit Christian Cage with the triple BT as we go off the air. Yes. <laughs> yep interesting interesting finish i did not see the lowering of the cage happening no i didn't either um definitely definitely shows that okay nobody can get in that thing but it also is going to be nobody could really get out of it either true so the proper use of a steel cage <laughs> so i'm interested 
Come Sunday, what's the rules of an AEW steel cage match? The only one we saw, we've seen is Cody and Wardlow. Cody Wardlow. That was won by pin, so I'm assuming it's pin or submission, not whoever's feet touches the floor first or escape. Yeah, I don't want to see that stipulation. I want to see a pinfall or submission end the match type thing. Uh, no climb in it. No, well, there isn't a door to escape from, but you know, right. I, I want to see it contained inside the ring at all times with the pinfall. I agree. Well, before we get into our, our all-out predictions, uh, rate tonight's dynamite on a scale from zero to ten, Paul. Uh, I'm going to go with a seven and a half. Okay. It was a solid show from start to finish. Definitely that, uh, go home show feel Mm -hmm. and lots of, we've been talking for a month now that we don't really have a build to all out. And we finally got that build to all out tonight and it paid off and I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm going to go seven. About okay. my normal, I'm back back to my normal rating. Um, didn't care for the Orange Cassidy, Jack Evans stuff, but I understand they had to do something to replace the Andrade pack match. Um, CM Punk's promo was fine. Um, I mean, I'm with you. They can do it this week, and then after this week, let's change it up a little bit because it is going to get repetitive and you know yep. pretty quick. Um, and and it, it just bugged me that Darby and Sting came in to make the save so late. Just little things like that kind of bug me from time to time. But uh, I thought pretty much all the rest of the action was good. I really enjoyed the opening tag match and the um, multi-man tag match for the main event. I thought those were really good. So who's your wrestler of the night? (laughs) Well, uh, I'm going to do it. CM Punk. He hit the GTS. I have missed seeing the GTS. Even though Sammy does a version of it, I miss the GTS. And it was nice to see it. And he was in action tonight, even though it wasn't a sanctioned match. So I get to call him my wrestler of the night, finally. Well, I'm cheating going with two wrestlers, and that's proud and powerful. I can agree they with win. that. I think they're climbing up to tag team rankings. Like I said, I want to see them chase the gold at Grand Slam. That Arthur Ashe crowd will be fully behind them, which we should mention. AEW announced today that anybody going to the Arthur Ashe show, the Grand Slam event at Arthur Ashe Stadium, I should say, has to be fully vaccinated. Yes. Which that is not a surprise because Arthur Ashe has already made that a policy. Right now, the U.S. men's ter- tennis tournament's going on. Fans have yep. to be vaccinated. But the interesting thing is the players don't have to be vaccinated. So I'm guessing this is going to be the same thing for AEW. The wrestlers don't necessarily have to be vaccinated, but the but the fans do. And and I saw – we're getting a little off topic here, but I saw the Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, and I believe the Golden State Warriors, three of the NBA teams, that all their players must get vaccinated. And, and fans, I believe, that go to games. But the opposing players of the opposite team, the visiting team, don't necessarily have to be vaccinated. Ah. That's where it's getting really confusing for me. It's like, why can't they just do all or nothing? Right. But, hey, each, each, I think I think AEW is going to run into this more and more. And, and really, if this is what they have to put up with before we go back to Daly's Place full-time, I'm all for it. Just yes. if they have to go, I think, the, I think what will happen, AWWE, all these promotions before they go back to like a lockdown scenario will be they'll heed to the state's mandates. Right. Absolutely. So whatever the state decides, agree. they'll go with it. You know, if it's yes. like tonight in Chicago, the crowd had to wear masks or we're supposed to be wearing yep. masks. That's going right. to be the same on Friday and Sunday. So I right. think we'll now see that probably more often. Now it does get hard to uh, make sure you know, 10,000 people are wearing masks. Right. But, I mean, that wasn't the number tonight, I don't think. But, you know, at least they can say they're walking in the door wearing a mask. So once they get to their seat, if security doesn't catch it, I don't really think there's anything you can do about it. Absolutely. And and you could always say, well, I'm eating or drinking something, you know. But but my my point is, I think we're going to start seeing more mandates, whether it's vaccinations to get into – uh, wrestling events or mask mandate inside the arena or something. So because we're getting going to get into fall here soon and then winter. So we'll see. But yeah, that it's was the coming. news for Arthur Ashe today. That was the news. So, all right, Mr. KOP predictions champion, as you throw that belt over your shoulder for the last time in a long time. <laughs> you wish. Oh, it's going to happen. You better nah. just enjoy it for the next couple of days because uh, next week I'm going to be the one wearing the strap over my shoulder. 
<laughs> we'll see. Because I'm about to uh, outwork you, as Christian Cage would say, on these predictions. I've been studying. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're ready for nine to pick nine matches. Well, the Andrade pack match is not happening, so we're going to do eight. We will give our winners of the buy-in match and the women's battle royale, but they will not count towards our confidence picks. So with that said, the all-in or the buy-in matchup is the best friends in uh, Jurassic Express against the Hardy family office. Who are you taking in that match? I'm taking the best friends in Jurassic Express. I am too. I um, just don't feel like the Hardy family office has enough credit or no. credible wins behind them to get a win like this. And Jurassic Jurassic Express has got too much momentum behind them to lose this. If Butcher was back, I might have pulled for the Hardy family office. But without Butcher, all they've got is Blade. Yep. Women's Casino Battle Royale. Okay. Well, are we including a surprise entrant? If you want to make a prediction for who's the Joker's going to be, and you can pick them as the winner. Well, it, it's not my winner, but my surprise entrant, of course, is Ruby Soho. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. If she's not there, it's going to be in uh, New York. So, yeah, her videos have been really good as of late. I really love the, oh yeah, know, the the riot is over and. Um, Shout out to Indiana. Yep. uh, (laughs) When she was, um, 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 Lovelace. Um, and, 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 uh, the Ruby Soho theme song, which she's got to use. I saw she got the rights for that. So yeah, I think she will appear on Sunday as the Joker, but I don't think she'll win. No, no. My pick for win is Jade Cargill. Thought about it. I, I, I thought about it. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't think they pull the trigger just yet. Okay. Um, I still think they build her up strong the rest of the year. Then 2022, we see her become the women's champion. I'm going with Thunder Rosa, and we're going to run it back one more time with her and Brett. I I would uh, I almost picked Thunder Rosa, but at the same time, I was like, okay, every, sadly, this has been the case so far with every battle royal or battle royale, mm-hmm. the winner loses against the champion yep i don't think it's time to have thunder rosa eat another loss to Britt baker i don't think it would hurt her though i think that's one opponent she could lose to and it wouldn't hurt her so right right i completely agree all right let's start off with uh, paul white versus qt marshall and in honor of srs i better do the tall paul tall paul tall paul (laughs) SRS has been saying if the crowd doesn't chant that Sunday, he's getting kicked out of the arena for fighting people. Ooh. I, I can get on board the tall Paul chin. I like that. I, I can too. I can too. Uh, and I'm going with tall Paul for my pick. How many confident points? Well, this is one of those we were talking before we went on that uh, I hate my confidence points because there were so many matches I really felt strong in. And there were other matches where I was like, eh, it gets a four. It's a four. You're more confident than I am. I'm taking tall Paul, Paul White, but for three. Okay. Just because, and, th- and I made these picks and confidence points before tonight's show. Yes. And so did I. So I'm, I'm more confident now than ever that Paul White will win going into Sunday because part of me before tonight thought they might pull a swerve on this and get a dirty finish and QT picks up the win because I think Paul White will be all at all. I think he'll be all focused when it, within this company of, of putting the younger talent over, yeah. but I don't think QT's that guy yet. I just don't no. see Paul White losing his very first match in all elite wrestling. No. I think, I think they build him up. For, he, I don't think we're going to get a ton of matches out of him, anyways. Right. I think you build him up winning a couple and then he finally loses to somebody like, uh, Next year at All Out. I don't know, like Will Hobbs or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. Next year at All Out. So I have uh, Paul for three, and you have him for four. four. So we'll see. The TNT Championship, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I'm going with uh, God's favorite champion, Miro, for three. We're pretty close on these so far. I am also going with God's favorite champion, Miro, but I'm going with four confident points. 
Okay. Not much of a build to this match. I mean, we saw a run in uh, from Eddie to after um, Miro ripped Fuego Del Sol's mask off and kicked him in the face on Rampage Friday. But I think I mean I think the crowd loves both guys. I think it's going to be a fun match. What they should do is though I don't think they will because I think it's going to be a fun match. What they should do is have Miro squash him pretty fa- pretty fast. Yes. Yes. Now I have a follow up question to this. Okay. 90 day it's up mm-hmm. do we see cj perry show up not sunday you don't think so no if if we're getting ruby soho and um a guy named brian danielson that all the rumors are i think that's your two for sunday i mean unless they're really worried that they could have to go back to daily's place soon then maybe they put everything all in one show or or, in, or coming up i would space them out more i would space them out more though I would debut a few people this Sunday, somebody next Wednesday, somebody next Friday. Make it to where the audience is like, I can't miss an episode of AEW programming because I don't know what's going to happen. The only reason I ask is because Miro is all about, you know, I don't bow down to anybody except right. my wife after a victory. Right. He keeps bringing his wife up. She's, I a think lot. she's all elite eventually, but not, not yet. Okay. I, uh, I think out of all those 90 days up, I think Ruby Soho is the only one we'll see this weekend make a make a debut. Apart from, you know, that guy. Yeah, his 90 <laughs> days, he just left the company, though. Oh, oh no, 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 not that guy, not that guy. Brian Danielson. That's who I was talking about. Yes. Yeah, he just left the company. He was never released oh, yeah. by WWE. Oh, yeah. He just left on his own terms. I, I was thinking the other guy that Adam just Cole. left on his own terms. Uh, <laughs> I'm hopeful Adam Cole shows up eventually, but I think it'll be later this month if he does. If he does, and I, it sounds like he's fielding offers from all over the place right now. So yes, but uh, from what I've understood, from what I've been reading, it sounds like WWE is not one of the offers he's uh, currently looking at. Yep. So, and I think Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy, it sounds like he might be Impact Mound. Braun yep. Strowman, he's got to do some uh, stuff with EC3. It was announced today that's going to be his first match in October. Um, other than that, not sure. Bray Wyatt, that doesn't come up till October. So Yeah, nobody's even talking about Bray yet. Not yet. I mean, there's speculation, but not not too specific yet. So okay, let's let's keep let's keep going here with the card. Okay. And I, I just put these in a random order. I don't know why. Um yeah. next I have the women's championship title match between Britt Baker and Chris Tatlander. This hurts me deeply. I'm going Britt Baker for six. I got the exact same pick and exact same confidence points. Um, yeah, Britt's not losing this match. No. No, she is not. There's it, it would be stupid. And it's too soon. So Exactly. It is too soon. So it's not not happening. I think, like I said, I think it's need eventually when she loses the title, it needs to be somebody built up like a Jade Cargill. Yeah, and I think um She's slowly, and you can hate me for this. I think she's trying to build that women's faction that Brandy was trying to build. Yeah, it just got brushed under the rug. Nightmare Collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's already better than Nightmare Collective, though. So, well, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't take much. Uh, then we get John Moxley against Satoshi uh, Kojima. This is one of those where I hate my confidence points, and it's Moxley for two. Mox for two, huh? I don't see Mox losing. I don't either. That's why I put five on Moxley. Okay. I don't see any way he loses this match. Okay. And then I think he gets into a big story line starting next week. It's his, they're dubbing it as his homecoming in Cincinnati. So Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll see uh, something show up. Yep. All right, uh, MGF versus Chris Jericho, the final fight. This is being dubbed as if Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW again, and he will go to the commentary booth full time. I know this is going to sound weird and probably off the wall. I'm going MJF with five. Interesting. I, I just, Jericho's talked about getting out of the ring. He's talked about doing commentary more and more. He's enjoying doing the commentary he's doing. And 
I don't know. I just I think he's ready to step away, but just doesn't want to admit it. And MJF would always have that candle to hold over him and everybody that I ended Chris Jericho's career. You know, exactly. another notch, another milestone to go with his good record and everything. And as they're building him up, you know, he still only has one singles loss. Yep. So yep. we'll see. Well, this might be the deciding deciding, deciding match because I'm taking Chris Jericho for one confidence point. Okay. I was going to go one confidence point either way. I was going back and forth <laughs> all day. I I just feel like if if it's to be Jericho's last match, they would have made a bigger deal about it. Mm, I don't think they want to make a big deal about it because then people will know it's Jericho's last match. Whereas now you've got that anticipation of, you know, I need to buy all out to see if this is Jericho's last match. Yeah, yeah. I just think, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think a loss would hurt MJF too bad. He has three wins against Jericho under his belt, but it would be an interesting decision because he doesn't have that many losses at all as yeah. an AW uh, wrestler. So I don't know. I just feel like Jericho's getting closer to retiring, but he doesn't retire yet, but he becomes more of a part-timer going forward. Okay. Wrestles six to eight matches a year instead of multiple matches a month. Hmm. Yeah. We then get one I'm really looking forward to. I I, Andrade and Pac was going to be my show stealer tonight, but now it's this one. Steel cage match for the tag titles, the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. This is a match. At first, I'm like, "Eh, we've already seen this match so many times, even though these teams have great chemistry. But inside a freaking steel cage, sign me up, take my money, because we're going to see a – Canadian destroyer from the top of the damn cage, or we're going to see a Meltzer driver from the top cage. We're going to see some crazy stuff, Paul. Yes. And uh, as crazy as it's going to be, Bucks ain't dropping the belt. But sadly, I only have one confidence point on this. We think uh, like on this one, I got the Bucks for two. Okay. Now, see, I think this is going to be a Hardy Boys scenario where – Ray will go up top to do something. One of the Bucks will move. He'll hit hard. They'll pin him. One, two, three. Well, originally, I don't, and maybe Andrade still could be on the show. I thought he might get involved in this match, either help the Bros win or accidentally cost them. Yeah, the match. I could see but, that too. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't see the Bucks losing the titles yet. I really, the more I think about it, I like them against Proud and Powerful. The Grand Slam, maybe that's where the titles change hands. We haven't seen it yet. I know. Apart from the Elite versus Inner Circle, but right. two on two, we haven't seen it. No. That would be fun. No. It'd be fun. Yeah. They haven't announced what the main event I – d- I don't believe they've announced what the main event's going to be yet. No. But I'm guessing the main event's going to be CM Punk versus Darby Allen. That's my guess, even though – World title usually goes last. So with that said, world title match, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. I went Kenny Omega for seven. Kenny for seven. I went Kenny for eight. Okay. I just don't see any way Christian takes the title off me. I already took the impact title. Kenny's not losing this for a while. I I believe I need to go back to our very first episode and see what our predictions were for who would be holding the titles at the end of 2021. I believe I said Hangman Page, yes. but I, I think I also said if it's not Hangman, then Kenny's going to hold it throughout 2021. And I'm and starting I, to lean towards that might happen. I think we both agreed on that, and uh, I joked that it was going to be Statlander, but now it's it's going to be Baker. Yeah, and I did have Brett, I believe. Yes, you did. The I moment she won it, you said she's taking it through the rest of the year. Tag titles, I believe, though, I said um, – FTR I and think TNT. I'll have to go back. I might have said Miro. Okay. But I, I don't, I could just be talking <laughs> off the wall. I might have been like Jungle Boy or somebody. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and check, but I'll, I'll do that. But uh, you got Kenny for seven. I got Kenny for eight. All right. So, and then the main event CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Of course, I went Punk for eight. He's in his hometown. He's not losing. I went punk for seven. I mean, I'm pretty darn confident. Um, there's just that 
why I didn't go eight is there's always that small chance that Punk goes up to Tony, put the kid over. Yeah, but it's Chicago. I know. I know. If it was any other city. Yeah, but, I would have leaned towards Darby if it was any other city. I still think Darby's Darby gonna, freaking Allen. He's got to look fantastic. Um, yes. I am interested. I'm very interested to see how Punk's going to look. And, and like he said, he's nervous and even a little scared. And, and I mean, it's been seven years. And I think that's what's going to help him put Darby over. I think he's one of those that can win the match and still put the kid over even more than he already is. Yes. So, so, so looking at back at the predictions, we only disagreed on one match. Yes. MGF, Chris Jericho. That was the match I figured we would disagree on because I just don't see MJF losing. Yep. Yeah. Which I, is I, why, I, I don't know. Which is why this is staying right here. I was it's really hoping we'd have house. about four disagreements or something and make it like <laughs> easily go one way or the other. I it's gonna be, I like the close ones though. Yeah, I know you do because it's easier to retain when it's when you got the same predictions for the most part. But yeah. uh, but last prediction from you, and it's it's nothing to do with contest points. What debuts, if any, are we getting Sunday? Uh, and, well, and, and how do and how do we get them? How do we get them? Ruby's going to be the um, Joker. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Women. I agree with that. Um, we've kind of agreed on that one since they started leaning towards her, and she started making it known that she might go that way. Uh, and of course, Brian Danielson. And I'm still not sure how we're going to see that. Um, you got to think that's at the very end of the show, right? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I thought punk was mid to end of show for his uh, return. And that, that clearly was not the case. Well, on this point, if you're watching here, I bought the pay-per-view. They've already got you. Yeah. So, I think it's at the very end. I think punk, I thought maybe he might get attacked by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, but they did that tonight. And I was like, I don't know if 2.0 is big enough in Garcia yet to, to end a pay-per-view, but Maybe the elite, the elite come out and they attack CM Punk and they're attacking Darby and they're attacking. Well, if Sting comes out to try to make the save, they're attacking those guys. And then, um, um, Daniel, yeah, I, I, I keep wanting to call him Daniel <laughs> Bryan. Brian Danielson, I got to get used to that, comes out, makes the save, and him and Punk form some sort of new outsiders alliance. Uh, they did that once and it was called the Nexus. I know, <laughs> I know, but this would be as big of anything we've seen since NWO. So if they did that, I can see that, um, that would tie into BTE with, uh, you know, Oh, oh punks here. Oh, come on. Shut up already. Get off. You know, mm-hmm. da, 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 mm-hmm. 15 minutes, but it's only an hour show mm-hmm. with that. I could see, but, uh, that would have to indicate that the world championship's a little sooner into the pay-per-view than second to last. Not necessarily. Yeah, you got to give Kenny some time to recoup. You would think, but... Unless the Good Brothers and the Bucks go out. Yeah. I mean, could we see him show up after the world title match, especially if the world titles last mm. and, and Punk's not last, then... Okay. Maybe he comes and confronts Kenny, but I don't like that when it's a ranking system. I don't either. Well, Christian confronted Kenny. Pretty quick. And then that just got, you know, pushed to the side because yeah. he said, I'm going to prove right. that I deserve it. You're right. Maybe Brian does the same thing. But although I would say I would be okay with the Bucks and the Good Brothers coming out and attacking Punk and Darby and Sting. Because then it's still three on four, so the numbers aren't even. Right. And then that would open the door for Brian right. to show up and even the odds and attack everybody and you know throw the bucks out and then him and Punk form an alliance. Do we get the a hangman? Alliance. Do we get a hangman appearance Sunday? No. Nope. No. No. I wish, but I don't think so. It, it's too soon. Um, they're still talking about the fact that he's MIA. I think Anna's going to do her magic with Dark Order. Well, she's the only person from the Dark Order that's got to be on the card at all. 
Sunday. Exactly. Uh, but I think as we see, you know, the BTE, the Sammy's vlog, that type of stuff, Anna will rejoin the group, get them past this hangman stage, and then hangman will come back. I think hangman and negative one have to be the two to get the group to come back together. I think Anna could help. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate her now that everybody knows she's dating Jungle Boy in, in real life. Yeah. Kayfabe. It'll be interesting to see <laughs> if they keep the Stu Grace and stuff going or not. Oh, why couldn't you? You could. I mean, you could. I mean, we know that uh, Alex Reynolds is married in real life and he's on BT with Leva Bates. So. And he's in Leva's hotel room hanging out with her playing Nintendo Switch with his wedding ring on. Yeah, yeah, right. So that, that details, kind of little details. Me. Little details. So, but, so no, but also, no, go ahead. No Adam Cole for you. No. Yeah, nope. I, I said, you know, I'd love to see him, but I don't think it'll be this quick. All right, one, one more question. So if Brian Danielson does show up, who do you want his first feud in AEW to be with? Oh, man. I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I wanted to be not an unknown talent, but somebody who deserves some more TV time, like, you know, Jungle Boy or... Um, Probably Holt have to be Cabana. a heel, though. <laughs> okay, so if we're going heel... Um, I don't want to see Miro. We've seen that. How about MJF? I could, de- Especially I if could, MJF does beat Jericho. I could get behind that. That'd be fun. I could get behind that. MJF versus anybody is going to be fun. I oh, want to see him against Punk. I want to see him against Brian Danielson. I want to see him against Adam Cole, assuming he eventually debuts. Yeah, Fun stuff. Well, we we do know that a certain dentist said he is cavity-free she this did. week. So she did. Her favorite did. patient. And CM Punk... Um, you know, he's done a lot of media this week. He said he does want to eventually get in the ring with the Bucks and Kenny because he never has. And he said even Cody, he said Cody and him haven't wrestled since 09. But he said the reason he doesn't bring those guys up is because he feels like there's all this gun talent that needs push as well. And he, he mentions uh, Pillman Jr. He mentioned. He mentioned Hobbs. He mentioned Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy, uh, Penta, of course, Darby. So it's interesting the names that come to him right away when he's talking about this young talent because there's just so much to pick from. Like, I wouldn't even think Pillman Jr., and he brings him up right away. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, that would mean we'd have to end the Varsity Blondes. <laughs> yeah. Which I might be okay with, but I like it for now. Right. And I don't think Pillman's there yet, but give me a year no. two, he might be. Yep. So hard telling. Hard telling. A lot of If he just get talent. rid of that Stupid mullet. He'd be fine. Nah, fits him well. And I do think you need to put the blondes on next Wednesday night in Cincinnati because Pillman will get a huge pop. Pillman will get a huge pop wherever he goes. Yeah, especially Cincinnati. I mean, it's where he was originally from. His dad played for the Bengals. Yeah, he yeah. pop because Mox has got to blow the roof off the place. So. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Dynamite next week. We'll be back next uh Wednesday to recap that and and possibly recap all out if we don't do it before for then. I don't know what our schedules look like yet, but hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. Hope everybody enjoys all out. And uh come next week you'll be looking at a new champ while I'm saying the champ is here. Because nope. that belt right there that Paul's showing off is coming over my shoulder. Nope. Guaranteed. It will be right here next week. Guaranteed with the Judas effect. Ah. Uh course you got to bring in the judas effect jeez well I, that's who's going to win or lose it for me is chris jericho so he's either going to be retired and dead to me or he's going to the earth or he's going to the earth and bring him back and he's not going to be on my list yeah he's already on my list so but uh yeah no mjf's going to win it i'm going to retain i will still be your kop predictions champion next week as we kick out yet another podcast so be sure to follow that guy over there, Tanner Lee, on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself, Paul Zartman, at Paul Zartman 921. Follow the Kicking Out Podcast at Kicking Out Pod on all social media platforms. Go buy some Kicking Out Podcast merchandise this weekend using promo code 
Labor Day, all one word, on ProWrestlingTees.com. And join us next week as we pick out another podcast.